You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. Well, welcome once again to Cross the Line, 1524. I'm Alan Stanger. We're getting ready for this week's podcast. We got a couple great things on the podcast. We're going to start out in Metamora, Indiana at the Cat and the Fiddle. Uh, where they had Mr. Jimmy D. Rogers playing. Great blues pianist and singer from Ohio. Uh, We had a chance to interview him. Uh, Also, SJ's got uh, some thoughts on the AFC North, which the Cincinnati Bengals, of course, are part of. And then we're going to continue with our Halloween theme to end the show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy So welcome to Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. And that's it. Just the 15 side <laughs> that's here That's right. The good side's here. So we've been enjoying some great music down at the Cat and the Fiddle in Metamore, Indiana. If you've never been here, it's probably the most... Um, eclectic's not the word I want to use, but it's, it's a very uh, calm atmosphere. Home. Home homey like, atmosphere. It's nice. It's very intimate atmosphere yes so we got to listen to some blues piano playing some great blues so our special guest is this is jimmy d rogers jimmy d rogers jimmy tell us a little bit about yourself well um i'm a lifer (laughs) i um i grew up in dayton and i'm from deep eastern kentucky roots and i grew up with country music and and um the blues that was associated with it and i grew grew, kind of grew up playing music you know it's a as a kid, and I, my first gigging was with way older musicians. I played a lot of Dixieland, and I didn't only play it on piano. I played it on tuba, and I did some bass and that kind of thing. So I've, I've um, that I have a deep love of 20s jazz. <laughs> they call it trad jazz now, but but um, I I got into blues. I think the first great blues artist I ever saw on television that made me realize kind of what I wanted to do was Ray Charles. I, I, I got a you know that. It's a big one for me. Big Jerry Lee Lewis fan, and and, and 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 lots of everybody else that did what we do. You know, the, the piano thing. You know, I'm the big Leon Russell fan. I'm, the, you know, a whole just a whole bunch of them. And, and as the years have gone by, and as my research has gone further, and my digging into music, I've I've tried to you know listen to as many of these blues piano players and 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 boogie players and and jump blues players and swing players and all that as I can. I, I, that that's just all real important to me. And I and it's a uh, you know, it's that's that's good music, and and it's I realize that you know it's kind of a way throwback today, but it's it's I I love it, and and it's uh it's it's kind of what what my thing is based in. When I write songs, I sort of write in those motifs and everything too. I don't I don't you know, I I like all music, and I and I like you know even including stuff you probably wouldn't even think I would like, but but modern you know really modern stuff. I try to find something in all of it, and and uh, I uh, 
and try to incorporate that a little bit into what I do. Yes, I mean, one of the things I n- noticed, you played m- music tonight from all genres. Mm-hmm. I heard Tom T. Hall. I heard Johnny Horton. <laughs> I, I just uh, heard a little bit of everything. So that, that was American great. Music. It's, yeah. It's all American music. It was, it was great stuff. So talk about a little bit about your career playing music. Okay. Um, I... Uh, I started like so many other people, you know, just I started playing little gigs and everything like that, and I tried to put rock rock bands together, and that didn't really do the thing. I started playing blues when I was in college. I went to Miami University, and, and I found some like-minded individuals, and we started playing that kind of thing and all that. And then in, in, in 1985, I got a gig playing keyboard or playing organ for Cincinnati Slim and the Headhunters, which was a group around here that, you know, featured Slim, who's still with us and living in the south of France. And he uh, um, he was a harmonica you know, front man and all that, and we did really well. We we got you know I got a lot. We got a lot of recognition, a lot of a lot of you know a lot of ink, and um, I kind of went from there with it. I, 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 We're you know, gonna I, move this wire because it's rubbing the microphone. It's rubbing the microphone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can't have that. No. I um, I I you know I I got older at one point, you know, and I got married and I had kids and I had to you know I had to make a good living playing as opposed to just making a living playing. I had to make right. a good living playing, so I. Did the piano bars for years and years and years and years and years. And years. And I, I, one thing that, you know, as, as much as I, it wasn't my cup of tea, but I'll say that I learned an awful lot doing it. I, I learned to, to pick songs up really, really quickly. And I learned to, you know, really expand the repertoire and understand what all kinds of music and entertaining is about. I think that made me a better entertainer. So after, after you know, during that time and after I, I, I worked up a good, a decent solo act, you know, that I could make this stuff work and just do it like I did tonight by myself. And, 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 and you know, and, uh, I don't, you know, I, I still I still do a lot of band stuff. I, I, I have a group called Blues Breakdown. I'm the bass player in it, and, and we uh, we won the Cincinnati Blues Challenge. I've been to the, the, the IBC nine times now, and um, it's with different aggregations, including just solo there. But I, we, we, we did that. I'm still, I got a group called I Dig Pig, which is a trip, <laughs> a trip, I know, it's, it's a tribute band to uh, Pig Pen. The, 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 the old Grateful Dead singer that, mm-hmm. that, that focused heavily on blues and R&B had right. a form of rapping, which uh, he was kind of the first rock rapper. You know, there, there, you know, that had been in black music forever. You know, there had been Cab Calloway and Louis George and all kinds of guys that did, did rap, kind of rhymed over rhythms and all mm-hmm. that. But in rock and roll, that really hadn't happened until Pigpen. And I kind of try to faithfully recreate that and everything. And it's also it's a lot of it's spontaneous, a lot of it's, you know, it's right off the top of the head and all that. You know, it's it's and it's it, 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 it's a challenge for me to it's it's fun in, in, in a lot of ways because I just let's just let it go. Let right. the let the rhyming right. go. You know, right. and, and I I have I've had a great time with that. We've been a lot more successful than what I thought it was gonna be. I didn't I didn't expect too many gigs for that group. We're getting all kinds of them. So I've, I've been playing with Teeny Tucker lately, um, who's a great Columbus blues singer and the daughter of Tommy Tucker, who was the high heel sneakers guy and all mm-hmm. that, you know. And um, I've got to be, become very close to her and her band and all that. That's that's a, a nice thing to do. So I, I, I try to diversify this as much as I can. I, I got to be a lifer, to play for a living, to play, and, and just you have to be able to do anything and everything and right. keep rolling. You know, at my age, you know that you know that's like I feel very you know blessed. I'm still doing this at all. Absolutely. Know? And. Um, but so many of my friends, either the ones that are still around, or aren't really. Some of them just stopped. You know, right. Really right. I don't plan on stopping. I don't. I'm in it for the, for the long haul. However well, long that haul is. Well, if you're having fun still, I mean, well, then it's not a job. Then it's then it's just having fun. Exactly. Oh, well, you think I did in the first place? You know, it's if 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 it ceased to be fun at any point, I think I'd quit. Right. But um, 
Well, go back to what you were saying. You said you started out playing the piano bars and and how it helped you grow. I mean, that probably helped you learn to connect the audiences because it's very right. it's interactive then so it sure is. gets you to feel the crowd almost kind of like a comedian sometimes has to no, feel I've, the crowd to know where to go with it i mean that probably helps lead you you know where you need to go musically well, sure you, you know if you make make the audience part of it make you know bring bring a little piece of your soul and your personality to the people and and, and you know it goes a long way if you just sit there and play the same act you're always going to play and, and just completely Disregarding who's watching you play and what they're what they're thinking of it, then you're not doing it right. Right. You, you, you gotta you gotta connect with people. I mean, like tonight you got us involved here, but you never let us know. Did you get the date with your story? Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But that was fun. I mean, when you got the crowd involved in here, I mean, this is like a you know, small, intimate crowd here, but it was that was fun. I mean, that was really fun getting everybody you, in, involved in your show with you. You know, if you've watched a lot of your old blues guys and girls. You know, that's exactly what they did. They would find a way to involve their audience in it and get them to sing or get them to dance or get them to stand up or get them to clap or get them to do something other than just sit there and look at you. Right. You, know, you, you, you have to give them something. You have to bring, make them part of it. Right. I think the most successful entertainers in any genre do that. You know, they, they, they bring their audience in. Because it's, it's part of it. You know, oh, you know, yeah. Otherwise, exactly. you should play in the basement. You know, you're just sitting at the whole piano at the house and play it. But no, if you're going to entertain people, entertain people. You know, bring them something. Have have some fun with them. Tell them a story that's funny. You know, tell them, get them involved in the story. You know, right. get, get, get them. You know, make it make it something. You know, make it. You know, make it a memory for them. Make it a memory. Make me make them think that we had a good time. You know, I mean, yeah, he did, couldn't play his ass off, but <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but 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 still, you know, it, it was fun. You know, we, we had a good time with him, and that's that. I mean, that's what I want. So, uh, is there any websites people can go to? to see I'm on Facebook with Jimmy D. Rogers. I've got a couple different pages on there. And, then, and of course, I Dig Pig has their page. And I've stayed off. I'm not as heavy into the internet as I once was and, 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 and all that. I just, sometimes I don't, it, it just seems like a waste of time. You know, right. I, you know, I realize you kind of have to do that. It's, 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 it's the world we live in, it's the society we live in today. But, um, I'm not. I'm not as deep into it as some folks do. Some people are on that sucker all the time, and then they're just you know bombarding the, you know the, every medium they can with all the promotion they can. Ah, that's not going to work for me. I don't. You know. I don't. You know. I'm right. going to do what I do. You know. And if I if I got you know, I'd rather do something like what I did tonight and have all the fun I had and play some some thing that I had to promote and all that. I just rather do this. Nice. You know, nice. I mean, uh, any recorded material that's out there? Oh, I, I got um. My, I got my recent album, uh, Blues from the Third Floor. I put four or five albums out prior to that over the years and, and I, I don't make them very available and you, you can get them from me but a uh, <laughs> couple of them I, I don't want out there you know uh, the, I, but, I, but there's you know I, I got to credit little stations like WYSO and some of the other stations and you know like uh, you know, AIF and some of them that played my stuff for a long long time and, and you know and I, I appreciate that I, you know if, if that means a lot if somebody feels they can put my thing on it would work so, Oh yeah, I, I, I've, I've done a lot of a lot of recordings. There's probably another station that probably might, you know, help yeah, promote a little so bit. There's a few. There's a <laughs> yeah, so it's been played on a few. I know. I know. There's this independent radio station called Hometown Radio USA. Hmm. It does nothing but independent music. So I'm pretty sure I can get you on that station. All right. Well, I'll give you a CD. You put it on. Put That's I'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that. All right. So where are you playing? Where are you playing next? Where am I playing next? I'm playing. Uh, um, well, I've got a bunch of stuff this week. I'm playing in Yellow Springs um, Thursday night at the Trail Town Tavern. I'm a guest of Sharon Lane, and, and uh, she does a she and Danny Sowers host a 
show there every Thursday, and they bring in a guest, and I'm the guest this week, so I'll be doing that. I did Pigs playing in Middletown Friday night. I'm playing, I'm in the rhythm section on Saturday for the Cincinnati Guitar Festival, which will be at the Southgate Revival House. I'm on the keyboards for that, so I get to hear everyone else play guitar. Nice. And um, and Sunday I'm playing for it for the Columbus Blues Hall of Fame inductions. I'm, I'm in, the, in the rhythm section for that, you know, so I'm for all the, the inductees and whoever else is going to guess, I'll be backing them up. So Good deal. I, I, I'm, I've done a lot of society. I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting keyboard player and back well, but that's what helps you make you a lifer too, though. It's going to make you a lifer. It'll definitely make you a lifer. That's um, you got to be able to know when you're when it, when, it, when it's someone else's turn to, right. to do it. You know, you, you just got to do your part. Well, and they know your talents there. That's why they're asking you to do that part too. So fall into that stuff. I can read people pretty well. <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. Well, you got anything else for him, Dwayne? I just, I mean, this was great. I mean, as we we've had a just amazingly busy weekend and when, when this came up you know i thought wow this would be a great way to wind down the weekend just sit down we got our wives back here in the back have some good Hi, food it's <laughs> <laughs> table 12 half a table 12 tonight but uh just to sit down the tolerant wind, ones. yeah the tolerant, <laughs> the tolerant ones yeah. oh yeah they put up with a lot but to sit down why not have some good food you know a drink with friends and just listen to some really good music and I and just, just marvels how, how incredible katrina campbell is oh yeah i you know I've met some interesting people through, you know, in the last couple of years that, you know, I've never met before, like you know, Chris, Chris and, and Michelle up here and all these, these people that play and all that. I never really got to hear them or anything or, you know, and it's just really wonderful. It's just, it's yeah. just made, it's kind of given me a new lease on life that, you know, that there's people that, are, that care about this as much as I do. Yeah, so the whole Columbia Street Music District, we podcasted from each one of those this year, got to meet some great musicians, and, uh, you know, she's making plans for next year's Columbia Street Music, so... It's a great thing. It's going to be growing and bigger and bigger and bigger. So I think it's wonderful. I think it, I, I fell in love with this place. I like I told told everybody. Not actually, you know, I never I confess it. Never have been here. Not that I haven't passed it on fifty two. I just didn't never made a left turn right. and, and came right. down here. And I think, wow, you know, I'm, wow. Like I, you know, I didn't know anything like this still existed. I thought every town that looked like this had been torn away or washed away or yes, turned, is, developed this, or turned into this something. Is, this is a hidden jewel, quite honestly. It really is. Right. I, you know, it, 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 it truly is a step back in time, and, and they haven't goofed it all up with you know like a, a high rise. You know, there's no, or, you'll not find a McDonald's here. Right. You know, there's not a subway. There's not a. Nope. You know, there's not. You know. A, I don't think there's a gas station, which which kind of concerns me a little. Down the road, there, there is at the road. but they're closed <laughs> now. So, yeah. well, fortunately, I drove my girlfriend's Honda here tonight, so it, 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 it's not it, it's not like the church bus I drive that, 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 that has to stop about every other gas station. And um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is just really really neat place. I, I'm blown away. I'm, yep. I'm blown away by Metamora, and I'm, you know, I, I lived in this county thirty. Eight nine years ago, I lived in a farmhouse on in Bath, Indiana, which is just ripped the road yeah, over. Yeah, not too far. And I, I lived in the farmhouse is gone, the barn's gone. You wouldn't. It's all under cornfields now. But I, I back in my younger days, I, I lived in. I think I paid thirty dollars a month in rent, and we had no indoor plumbing and no heat. But I, I but I, I lived in this thing. It was probably built in the eighteen fifties or something like that. You know, they, right. they had never upgraded it anyway. <laughs> That's, 30 bucks a month. Hey, what do you want? 30 bucks a month. <laughs> you know, I have no money. I'm a musician. It's 30 bucks a month. Yeah. And I saw, saw that, was, that was a long time ago. That was, that was, but I, I, have, I have lived in this county before, believe it or not. Nice. Um, well, there's that connection to that area to Oxford. 
I went to Miami University, and, yeah. and that's only seven, eight miles away from Oxford. And it wasn't too long ago. I figured you could move over the border and get away with more. <laughs> then, then you could live living on the Ohio side. And, uh, but I, I, mean, I, I, I did live in this county once. When I had to go yeah, but you back, back then you could get beer at a uh, younger age in Ohio than you could in Yeah, oh, back in those it, days. It, it, oh, we were going to get beer. ID be damned. We were going to get beer. You know, we, we, we had, there, there, if there's a will, there's a way. Like the song, and I always found, found a way. But, uh, yeah, I, I decided to live here you know, one time. And I had to see a Brookville mailing address, but I had no idea. this was. And I don't think they made anything out of Metamore at that point. It was just kind of here you know well 30 years ago there was they had their normal fest they had a few festivals a year but it wasn't um it wasn't like what they're trying to do today with the music district and they're trying to change um what they used to do and kind of modernize it a little bit but still keep it the metamorph feel well, i think that's because katrina and tom have a lot to do right, right. i really think because of their connection to this town they both grew up here they, they, they right. you know and, and and you know and it's like they're they believe in it so much, and, and they're so passionate about what they do and what this can be, and so that's what, when things happen. You know, it's, it's, you have to have those kind of people. I live in Middletown, Ohio, and you know, that's a, you know, a city of 50,000 people, and it's, it keeps shooting itself in the foot every, 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 at every turn. They, you need people like that. To, right. to, and there's a few of us that have started to come there and show up there, and, and it's like, you know, it, it's, it's, we're, we're getting it. You know, we're, we're right. you know, it's, it might be easier to do with a place like this where everyone does, you know, is small and can decide as opposed to a place like that where there's all kinds of resistance to everything. That, you know, you, somebody Too many does. people to complain there. Oh, <laughs> and, 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 and exactly. they will. And, and they will. Right. Like immediately. So, uh, yeah, that's... Um, but this has just been wonderful. I've had the best time tonight. You know, well, thank you for being on a podcast. Right. Yeah, we appreciate it. Appreciate that. So, that. I mean, this, is, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff. And our very Dwayne, special, thank you so much. Very special guest, so much. You know, Mr. Jimmy D. Yeah. Thank you. I had the best time. So. All right, good deal. Thank Thanks, you. Gentlemen. Thank you.
come to see Sit, son, sit down and drink with me I got three joints that I just wrote A little white boy in a room full of soul A long-haired punk just thinking he's tough But I'm gonna see Brother Jack McDuff I'm gonna see Brother Jack If you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country in probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Teppy Liquors in Brookville, Indiana have whatever you need to cool down during the hot summer days and summer nights. Just in is the old 55 barrel picks, which include the sweet corn mash bill. Jake Ireland's off-hours barrel pick is also in. Get both of these while you still can. Are you looking for ready-to-drink cocktails? They've got them. They also have your mixers and accessories to go with whatever cocktail you want to make. Hard Truth out of Nashville, Indiana just stopped in and dropped off the two barrels that Batesville Liquor Co. selected. We tasted it, and it's some great stuff. Guess what? Our friends at Logsdale Distillery have finally made it to Indiana. Try the Monks Road Bourbon and Gin. It is now available. Did somebody say beer? Stock up on both domestic and imported beers. Now, if you're into a fine cigar, they have a walk-in humidor as well at Batesville Liquor Co. Check it out. Located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, or Tebby Liquor on Main Street in Brookville. Let them know that the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Gilman's Home Centers. With 14 locations and growing. You know what? It's the party time of the year. That's right. You might need some party rentals and they've got them. They've got bouncy houses, tents, even slushy machines for those adult party-friendly drinks. You know what? Things are heating up, which means you need to start thinking about watering options for your lawn and garden. They've got it. You know what? It may be too hot for you. 
They've got plenty of air conditioning units and fans just for you. Gilman Home Centers, with 14 locations in Indiana and Ohio. We're coming to you live from the Cross the Line 1524 Studios with SJ and his AFC North Thoughts. Enjoy. This is SJ with this week's AFC North Review. Start with the Cincinnati Bengals. Starting off at a poor poor 0-2 at the beginning of the season. Really kicked it up two straight wins. One against the Jets, one against the, the Dolphins. The Dolphins win was their only impressive game they've played all season. The Jets, they were starting Joe Flacco, who he, he might be one of my favorite players in the NFL. Not because he's good, but because he shouldn't be in the league. There's no reason for Joe Flacco to be in the league. But he torches. He like, torches these random teams. Bengals aren't one of those teams he torches, but it's still unimpressive. It's Joe Flacco at quarterback. You went to a team as quarterbacks. You're starting quarterbacks injured. And the week before that, they lost to a team who's starting quarterbacks injured. To Cooper Rush, the second-string Cowboys quarterback who got some playing time last year, never really had a chance to show himself. But he is one of the only undefeated quarterbacks left in the NFL. Cooper Rush is insanely good. Maybe a little quarterback controversy, you know? Dak Prescott hasn't been playing too well, paying him a lot of money. Might be nice to trade him somewhere else, get draft picks back, some assets for the future. Go with Cooper Rush for a solid two, three years. Donald depends. It just depends what Jerry Jones sees in Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott. Wouldn't it be the first time Dak Prescott's been in this situation? He was the one who replaced Tony Romo back a, a while ago. Tony Romo, overpaid starter, by, came out, got injured. Dak Prescott started, took his role, he retired. They dumped, the, dumped his cash. I can see that happening to Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush has got that dog in him. And it's just next man up. And the Bengals couldn't stop that mentality. Before that, Bengals lost to the Steelers. Very depressing win, or depressing loss. Mitch Trubisky, it's just upsetting. They lost to a team starting Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, who recently got benched. Week, what week is that? Week four? Yeah. Got benched week four, four for Kenny Pickett. I'll go more in depth on Kenny Pickett's struggles once I get to the Steelers. But this is the Bengals part. Minka Fitzpatrick, he's been going crazy. Especially in week one. Week one, he was, without a doubt, defensive player of the week. First pass for Joe Burrow. Interception, Minka Fitzpatrick. Blocked that kick from the bad snap. That game really showed you how important long snappers are. Bengals starting long snapper goes down with injury. Their backup has to come in. The first one he snapped, he had the laces out, which I mean you can put you can put some blame on the holder, uh, Kevin Huber. But it's a, it's a problem that goes both ways, the holder and the snapper. And play after that took 12 years to get to the snapper. Snapped it way too high. Allowed Mika Fitzpatrick to block that, to block that kick, which not not a good look for the Bengals. A lot of special team screws, screw ups. But against the Dolphins, they looked very good. Not a, not good for Tua. Like that, the what the what happened to him? 
can end careers. And I really hope he can come back from that because he played great the first three weeks. Tua is a really talented quarterback. What happened was I think one of the Bengals' nose tackles, possibly B.J. Hill, but one of their nose tackles got into the backfield, picked him up, slammed him down. He landed, like, head first. They say it's a spinal injury, but I don't really trust that because at first it was a head injury, then it was a neck injury. It's a, there's a lot of speculation to what actually got to uh, like that. You, you see in the, in the video of his injury, he's on the ground and his fingers are like locked into like a strange position. He was like temporarily paralyzed and they had to take him to a hospital. He's been, look, he's been looking better. He did really well going through like that injury, injury protocol. <laughs> I don't expect him to see him back until like four or five weeks, depending on the severity of the injury. It looks like he, he'll be back for the for part of this season, but the Dolphins' medical doctor, I don't even know if he was a real doctor, who let him play after what happened in the Bills game, if he didn't see that, he again got slammed to the ground. And... Like, he landed headfirst again, and when he was getting up, he was, like, stumbling, and he tripped, fell on his head again. Yeah, he obviously had little consciousness while getting up. He went to the sideline for a bit, and they cleared him to play again somehow. And he went through concussion protocol. Had about the weakest concussion protocol ever. It's just stupid. Everything that got ha- the way it got handled in the two situation was stupid. But moving on from that, back to the Bengals. Bengals have really proved themselves these this, uh, against the Dolphins. Did well when Teddy Bridgewater stepped in. Interesting game for them to play against the Ravens Sunday, October 9th, 8.20 p.m. Ravens, very good team. Bengals, real chance to prove themselves here. If they do, they can prove themselves as a big threat to the rest of the AFC and the NFL. Moving on to the Ravens. Lamar Jackson has looked like an MVP. These past four weeks. He's really looks like that 2019 him again. And that 2019 Lamar Jackson, who he was fun to watch. Probably one of the funnest quarterbacks to ever watch ever in the NFL. And he's been looking explosive from the start of this season. He's been running. He's been throwing. He's been doing everything you want. I expect over 1,000 yards rushing from him again this season. I think he's the greatest rushing quarterback in NFL history. We can make the argument Mike Vick, but I think he's transcended Michael Vick. And I think he's already a Hall of Famer. You can't, put, you can't take at least the second greatest rushing quarterback out of the Hall of Fame. If he wins a Super Bowl or another MVP, I think he's a lock. But he's been throwing it the best he's ever thrown it. Throwing a lot of touchdowns, running for a lot of touchdowns. I predict over 4,000 yards passing, over 1,000 yards rushing. Uh, like 30 yards, 30, 30 touchdowns, not 30 yards, I'm sorry, about 30 passing touchdowns, maybe like six, seven interceptions. He does tend to get a little paranoid in that pocket, so I can see him throwing some stupid balls that eventually get picked off. They started the season with a blowout against the Jets 24-9, but nothing too surprising against the Jets. Then they lost to the Dolphins, which is a big loss for the Ravens. They really had it going in the, in the, the first half. The Dolphins just came from behind in the second half. Ravens couldn't hold that lead. It was really the Ravens' defense, not Lamar's fault. 
Then they beat the Patriots. Very good win for them, but again, subpar team. And then uh, the week after that, lost to the Bills. So they haven't really proved it that they can win against really good teams. And playing, well, they've been winning against a lot of bad teams. Now it's time to go up against the Bengals. Uh, I think a good team still. If they win against them, that'll be the first one against a an actually good playoff team. And I think they can do it. I, I really like the Bengals, really like Joe Burrow. But I think the Ravens are simply just better. Lamar Jackson, MVP season, I think is coming out of him. J.K. Dobbins is back and better than ever. Uh, they got that. All those running backs that they can utilize, and they utilize very well in the read options, the triple options. Patrick Cart, Ricard, very underrated fullback. Watch out for him. Rashad Bateman has really come, come out and proved himself this year. Same with Devin Duvernay as a kick returner. So he's going to be having some huge kick returns. The Bengals special teams has not looked great. So Devin Duvernay could have a big night on special teams turning those kicks. Their defense has not looked good, which I think the Bengals might be able to exploit. Uh, this game's really going to be a toss-up. And it's really, you can't really predict who's going to win that game. Moving on from the Ravens, going to the Steelers. Seeing at 1-3, last in the AFC North. Right where they deserve to be. Uh, they lost. They lost to the Browns. All their losses. They lost to the Browns, the Jets, and the Patriots. Three non-playoff teams. Their only win coming to the Bengals, which that was just none of their starters. None of the Bengals starters playing the preseason. The Bengals. They're not. They're not a good first half team in terms of games. And in, uh, like, first half of the season. Last special team from this to the Bengals, as I stated. The Steelers really lucked out on that game. The Steelers have proved themselves to be frauds with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. He was recently benched against the Jets, I believe. Yes, at the end of the first half. And so Kenny Pickett, the rookie first-time quarterback, steps in the second half. Goes on for an awe-inspiring 10-for-13 120 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. That is abysmal. He does not have that dog in him. A lot of people were hyping him up because he played at Pitt, right across the this is the Pitt Stadium, right across the field from the Steelers Stadium. The hype is not real for Kenny Pickett. I really like Kenny Pickett. I he I thought he was the most NFL ready quarterback, but apparently he wasn't. And I feel like I probably should have seen it coming. Played against some subpar opponents. Did look that he was rushing a bit of his reads. A lot of things pointed to him not being a great NFL quarterback. And I still think there's time for him to turn it around. But from where it's standing now, I think the, the Steelers made a huge mistake benching Mitch Trubisky for probably the rest of the season. That's what they're indicating towards. For Kenny Pickett, now really backfire against them. Kenny Pickett will not be good as a rookie. Maybe second, third year, he, he'll come back and He'll show out, but for, for right now where we're standing, he does not have that dog in him. Don't trust him at all. And the fourth and last team in the AFC North, the Cleveland Browns. Staying at the top of the NFC, A, I'm sorry, AFC North. Somehow, the Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson has been suspended for six games. A little controversy there. Probably should have been suspended for a little bit more than six games. But they brought in Jacoby Brissett. Uh, is really shown to be a solid 
veteran presence for teams who are really lacking at quarterback. You know, if the quarterback gets injured or suspended or something like that, Jacoby Brissett is definitely a great guy to bring in. Happened with the with the Colts, whose quarterback had left. Happened with the. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what team he was on last, but he's that guy who we will bring in to start for like a year, and then you move on from him. But he always brings solid things, like an average, over, a real a little around over five hundred, like eight and eight, back when that was a thing season. But the Browns' defense really showed out. Uh, Miles Garrett recently got into a car crash. He is very lucky to be alive. That car crash is brutal. Uh, I think he will come back for the season. His injuries were a little were very mi- minimal, which is very very good to hear. But he will be sitting out for I think a, a week or two, just to evaluate his health, which I think is very smart for him. So the Browns' defense will be lacking a little bit. Without that, with that dog, Miles Garrett. But their offense is shown to be good enough with Nick Chubb really leading the way. He's leading in rushing yards with all running backs. He's very good. And then you got Kareem Hunt, you know, get some of those receiving yards for him. Amari Cooper is shown to be much better, I believe, much better than his Dallas days. Much more utilized than when he was in Dallas. Still an amazing route runner, amazing footwork. I really like what I'm seeing out of him. Denzel Ward has not played amazing. But at least he hasn't played awful. He's a young corner. They take a long time to develop. And he'll definitely be great. He will be great. But at the start of the season, he has not looked amazing, which really sucks for the secondary. But their defensive line is still good. With You know, you got Jadavion Clowney coming off that edge. You got the linebackers who have – or you got Jeremiah Wosakuamora, very promising second-year player. They do need to upgrade their linebacker spot for – a bit, a bit more through the draft, you know. The offensive line is amazing. You know, top top two in the NFL, and they're not number two. And they recently have beat the Steelers, beat the Panthers, lost to the Jets, which sucked, but the Jets, it, was a, it was a very close game. But it does suck to lose to Joe Flacco. And they did lose to the Falcons, which was really, really a bad look for them. They did not look good that game. They lost by three. Their entire team looked abysmal. But hopefully they can bounce back. They're playing the Chargers, very tough team. Interesting to see how they play against a team of that caliber when they've been playing some subpar teams at the beginning of the season. Very interesting to see how they play against a elite team as the Chargers. That's all I've got to say about the AFC North. Very competitive division this year, as usual. I would personally say most competitive division sorry, in the NFL. That's all i got to say. Definitely be fun to see some of these teams in the playoffs. That's it. Oh, you know what that means. It's time for the lights, part two bring you up to speed. This is a true story about a place out towards Oxford, Ohio that had a mysterious light of a ghost biker. It was featured on the mid-70s hit show In Search Of, which was hosted by Leonard Nimoy. Listen to Jeff and Ruben's tale of their experience 
at a light. So, for any of the listeners that caught part one, a couple things to throw in uh, just to kind of get people up to speed. If you haven't listened to that, you should go back and listen to it and understand that, first of all, Ruben and I told that story and didn't know it was being recorded. (laughs) And uh, we actually told this part of the story, too, but uh, by that late in the evening... um, there, you know, we were we were getting a little bit loose, and uh, and uh, the, really e- the editing was, was going to be I, a little bit too much. I did not so hit the bleep button enough, quite the, honestly. So you know, we're we're uh, in a little calmer state today, well, and we know that it's being recorded. So we'll, we'll, well, we'll and and with right. all due respect, we want to have respectful listeners as well as we want to be respectful talkers too. Sure, so. there you go. Yes, exactly. There you go. So. Um, well, bring us up to speed on part two. Well, just just real quick on part one. So if you if you listen to that, you know it. The culmination of that was you know, for I'm going to say we we're probably all about 19 years old guys sitting yep, out at the light, and totally freaked ourselves out, and uh, and so so that was my first uh, my, that was my initial visit to the light and then it became kind of a kind of a regular little place we'd go yeah mid 80s you know Mm -hmm. and uh you know usually you know get a 12 pack of beer or whatever and go out and sit out there and shoot the shit Um, sorry about that (laughs) shoot the manure shoot the manure (laughs) and uh and so can't take him anywhere (laughs) you know you can't you can't man but um Hey, we're real. All right. We're just real. <laughs> you know, so just kind of for us, it just kind of for at least for me. And usually when I was out there, it was it wasn't like we were trying to find the light. We were just going out there to hang out. It was a, it was a place out in the out in the out in the country a little bit. Again, we weren't 21 and you had to be 21 to get beer in Indiana. And this was in across the border in Ohio. So we could get beer. And yep. so we'd go hang out. And, 18 uh, years old then. Yeah. So anyway, uh. Ruben and I and several other people were hanging out in Brookville. Not much to do on a summer evening, and yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. There was, I think it was all told, probably folks in three different cars. Seven. Well, seven people seven maybe people, total yeah. in three different cars, and hanging out. And somebody said, "Hey, let's go, let's go to light." So they're like, everybody's like, "Hey, yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Let's go to light, go to light," and. Uh, one of me decided to say, "Hey, Rube, let's uh, we'll, we'll we'll meet him up there later. Just uh, tell him tell him you got to run to your house. We got to run to your house and uh, and right. take care of something, and then we'll meet him up there." So let me jump on that. The reason why we wanted to run by my house or Jeff wanted to is because I had a motorcycle. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jeff, you want to continue? So we we busted hump down to Ruben's house and. Uh, got his motorcycle and he drove my car him and a fellow by the name of rick uh were in my car and um i rode i followed them on ruben's bike up to oxford beyond oxford and um if you listen to the first podcast there's a couple intersections in this long straight road that but they were down in a dip so we pulled up there and we taped up with duct tape all the marker lights on the on the bike. All the marker lights. The only thing you could see was the headlight, and uh, and so and, and the legend sent, was, and what people would see is those bikers' headlight, right? 
and that was right. it. That right. was it. So Just the headlight would come down headlight. the road over the hills and then come at your car and then take off backwards or across the field. Right. Or right over top. Or right over top. Of you. Right over top. Of you. Right. So I decided on this on this particular evening to be the light. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know. <laughs> So, so I gave uh, I gave Ruben and Rick about a three minute head start and gave them explicit instructions because I knew there was going to be two other cars down there with uh, several other people in each. Explicit instructions to park themselves in such a position as nobody could run over me. <laughs> yeah, we we parked, turned around and parked ahead of them a little bit of the other two cars. Yeah, off well, the side I'll get of the road. To, I'll get to that in just a minute, buddy. <laughs> Buddy old pal. So, so I give him, give him the head start, give him a few minutes, and uh, and I rev that bike up, and I I start booking down this road, going over these humps, and I was probably at one point maybe pushing, I was probably pushing ninety miles an hour as I'm pushing into there, but as I'm going through, and you got to remember this is a rural area, so there's cornfields on either side, a couple sections there's woods on either side, and it's a good. Probably mile and a half run from where I started. Yeah. To get down there, and there's a lot of time to think in a mile and a half when you're <laughs> flying down a road on a motorcycle. To eleven o'clock at night, trying to imitate a ghost, and then starting to wonder if some old crazy fart isn't sitting alongside her, going, "I'm going to take care of this light." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, right. seriously, seriously. Yeah, so, you're right. so when you're when you're doing it, I'm I'm dead serious. I'm going down the road, and this is in my mind. At, someone's you know, going to take part me way out. Down there. <laughs> yeah, somebody's <laughs> going to take out the light. But anyway, as I cruise down there, and I'm and I'm I'm cruising into this group of of cars sitting at the at this end of this road, and uh, about a quarter mile, I cut the engine and just go coasting in there silent. Coming in, coming in like eighty mile an hour. Nothing, <laughs> nothing but a, yeah. So, so I, I suddenly realized, and, and I got you know high beam on, right dead center of this car that's sitting straight in front of me, and this is Randy and Howard, and two girls in yeah, the back seat. Susie and Tant, yeah. There's a couple other ones. Yeah. Couple, couple girls in the back seat, and they'll remember who they are. But, oh yeah. And as I'm seeing that, but then as I pass my car. It's nowhere close to be in front of these cars to protect me. <laughs> Not even close. Like a, like a couple hundred feet. Oh, my God. It's like, it, it's like, you know. So, but man, oh, man, it is a time when you didn't have all these cameras and stuff. And unfortunately, I'm the only guy in the world that has this recorded so vividly as I come in there. And, and this car with Randy and Howard, and I see Randy with his head against the driver's window, tilted with his mouth wide open and eyes wide open, and Howard with half laughing, but he's still like this freaked out look. And all I could see was these two girls' heads bouncing Screaming. all the back, bouncing all over the back of his car. Oh my God! So just as I approach, I, I bump started it, and. Let out a scream and rev the car. If he goes by bike. us, we jump out of the car and start running after him, yeah. right? So we see the guys and they're just in the car, ah, freaking out. And it so, ha- so happened there was another car, some people from Liberty. Yeah, they, they were from, from Liberty? Liberty, yeah. Sitting alongside there, 
scared and the once crap they, out of them. Oh, yeah. But once they realized what was going on, they thought that was the greatest thing they in the world. Did. They said, that oh is my freaking gosh. But one, uh, one of the girls peed all over. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, and, you know, it, it, it's funny because when we run out, Jeff's up here in front of the car, right? Rubbing his motor and stuff, and we can see the headlight in there, and they're just clawing at each other. <laughs> and then talking to that car from Liberty afterward, I'll never forget. They're like, dude, you understand? It scared the crap out of us. But it was like, awesome. It was great. It was the greatest thing. Like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. But we think about now, you're right. Somebody could have killed us or killed oh, you. Oh, yeah. Jeff. Just yeah. him. Just Jeff. You guys have been fine in the car. Oh, Yeah, like I said, you know, it's 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 uh it's probably, you know, it's like guys that, that uh, uh, skydive. That yeah. first time they jumped out, they're oh, probably yeah. thinking all the thing, bad things that are going to happen. And that's yeah. what I was kind of thinking going down the road is, that, man, there's a lot of bad things that could happen. You know, and sometime down the road, we get on down this. Uh, my Even wife the had a bad experience yeah. at the light. And uh, sometime maybe we'll have a, another light with a lady's view of what happened out there. Yeah. She, uh, she got attacked, and it was not good. So, By yeah. the light. By the light. <laughs> yes. Oh, once again, there it is. Part two of The Light. Starring Jeff and Ruben. And Ruben's motorcycle that Jeff was riding. Pretty cool stuff. Except if you were in the car. Especially if you were the girls in the back of the car. Oh, those were the good old days. Oh, once again, thank you for joining us on Cross the Line 1524. For Ruben Hunt. Jeff Montag and Dwayne Bischoff. I'm Alan Stanger. Stay safe. Look out for the light. (laughs) It gets no better, you know. The light part two was just as good as the light part one and then some. Uh, We'd like to thank Jimmy D. Rogers for being on a podcast and SJ once again for giving his insights on the NFL. You heard at the beginning of the podcast a little bit of Jimmy D. Rogers playing the keyboard, piano, one of his tunes, and that's how we're going to end.
been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crosstheline1524.com we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and cross the line 15 slash 24 on Facebook.